Hi, this is George Mena of the Idaho Hockey Network. Welcome to Crashing the Net. This year has been an exceptional year for hockey in East Idaho. One of the stories that we followed from the beginning is the ISU Hockey Club and the incredible undertaking that that has entailed. So tonight, the season is not quite over, but we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the season in general and see what the future holds for ISU Hockey. With me tonight, we have Coach Sean Gardner, Christian Nettle, and Dusty Gardner. So, gentlemen, who wants to go first? Tell me a little bit. What has this season meant to you? Has it met expectations? What are the highlights and the lowlights? I guess I can talk a little bit about this. I mean, I mean, having this team all come together, it's meant everything to me. I mean, it's been a great group of guys. It's been anything I could have asked for playing I mean, hockey with just the best group of guys out there. So in that regard, it's been an amazing team. That's been definitely one of the highlights, if not the highlight, is just being able to spend time with guys who are class acts, who want to see the team grow and improve and, and have been willing to do the hard work to, to make this team improve. So in that light, um, I, I, you just can't beat that. As far as things that might not have gone so well, I mean – you know, it's it's hard losing hockey games, and I think everyone in the locker room feels that. But, I mean, if if the only low light is, is, I guess, hopeful for future improvement, then, you know, that's something that we can accept and, and feel good about and and be ready for, for the wins when they do come. Coach Gardner and I have spoken, and you said something that I'm going to disagree with. You said, we lost games. I think you were beaten. There's a difference because you guys never gave up. You fought to the last second. And I think that impressed the other team. Some did not appreciate it, <laughs> but it definitely made an impression on them. Do you uh, think that that's the case, that you guys really did not lose, but rather you were outplayed because you had a smaller team? Not physically, but in the number of players that you put on the ice and the lack of facilities to, or ice to practice and prepare? I definitely think that does have an impact. I mean, I, well, you just compare the teams, right? Let's say we're playing, I guess, Weber State, for example, right? You know, Weber State's got four lines that they're rolling all the way through. And, and on top of that, they still have players who are waiting in the wings, if you will. I mean, if they get if they have injuries, they can work around it. If they, I mean, they can run four lines all game, and that makes a big deal. When in our case, if we have guys get hurt, if we have guys get sick, I mean, you know, it's it's more impactful, I think, on a team of this size, just because we're all of a sudden we're not running two lines anymore. We're running like one line, and one person's got to pull some extra weight. So in that regard, it is difficult, but I like what you said, and I do agree with that, that we've never just rolled over and lost a hockey game this season. And there have been nights where it would be super easy to do that and just say, you know what, tonight's not our night. We're just going to get out of this one alive and, and just and just stop playing. I mean, to everyone on this team's credit, everyone's given everything they've had, every single shift, and 
And we've made the most of what we've had, I think. That frustrated uh, a couple of teams, perhaps more than just a couple, because you guys would not quit. Did you hear any feedback from other teams as to you not just giving up? We've, we've heard it both ways. When we went down to Colorado and played down there, I mean, players and coaches, they were all, you know, very, how, how do I want to say it? They praised us and they were, they were happy with us and said that we're on the right track. And we've had teams where they might not have overtly said anything, but the fact that we're still playing hard, you know, 10, 15 minutes into the third period, we're still throwing the body when we can and we're playing hard. I mean, you know, teams just don't like that. And the way that they were playing kind of illustrated that. So, I mean, yeah, it's been very, I guess, mixed reviews, if you will. But for the most part, it's been positive. And a lot of teams in this area have been very supportive of what we're trying to do and and are always very complimentary and, and want us to keep it rolling. So, Christian, how about for you? What have been the highlights of the season? And what has been the greatest challenge for you as a player? I would say a lot of the highlights um, have come as the season has progressed. Uh, starting out this season, obviously, you know, the scoreboard showed that we were just getting smoked because we hadn't had many practices as a club yet and stuff like that. But as as you can see, from an outsider's point of view, all of our scores have slowly been getting closer and closer to the point of where we're having very competitive games. And I would say looking into a season where we don't have many wins on the record, that's got to be one of the biggest highlights is seeing all of our players get better as we progress, seeing the team get better as we progress and seeing all of the outsiders and everybody inside the program actually start to invest and believe more and more as the season progresses. They see that we're putting in the effort, we're putting in the time and we're trying to give a product to people that is not going to be getting rolled over the entire time. And I would say the biggest challenge that I've had to face this season is definitely injuries, which I'm sure everybody else can attest to. Um, as of right now, I've been playing with a broken finger. Um, I'm just trying to show up and basically I'm trying to put it all out there on the ice and give an example to the rest of the team that this is like a level of dedication is required and wanted when we're desiring people to come play here. This is kind of something that we want to look for. And so as one of the captains, I'm just trying to like set an expectation and show example for what we're looking for and how we want our season to go. As team captains, have you set a culture? Have you set a foundation of what this team represents in as far as the personality, the, the, the spirit of the team? When we think back of teams in other sports, there are teams that excel and are known for the excellence they bring to one aspect of the game. What would be that label for you guys? If I was to label this team, It's just, they're just double tough. They're double tough physically. They're double tough mentally. And as you say there, the captains have set a culture in the locker room. And there's just a never say die culture. Everybody's working hard, the heart, as hard as they can to be better, to get better. 
Um, as our season has progressed, you know, these last games against U of I, it got close. Um, we played well. Um, we got good production out of some out of players. Uh, one player that kind of came like our last home game, he just blows it up. That was Riley Middledorf. Um, Dusty had scored, made a beautiful shot, and that just just lit the whole team up. And then about two minutes later, Riley Middledorf gets he makes a pass. He's deep in our corner, makes a pass, gets checked as he passes, knocks the guy down, skates over. There's a rebound sitting there, and shoots again, and he scores. I mean, all everybody down to it. You know, every player has just gotten tougher, and he got that tough mental it's mental toughness as much as physical toughness you guys also showed great discipline in the sense that there were many chances for you to lose your cool drop the gloves and go to town but i'm sure part of the thought behind not doing that was hey we can't afford to lose any more players but it takes a lot of restraint when other teams are eh, how can we say going a little bit above and beyond where they should be given the score and given the amount of players on both sides. And and there is something to be said about that. I mean, I know, I mean, to say that we don't get frustrated in the locker room is definitely, you know, not something I'd say. And that's okay to say. I mean, to not get frustrated when things aren't going your way, you know, I mean, means you probably just don't care about what's going on. So the fact that the guys still show up and are giving their all shows they care. The fact they're showing a little bit of emotion and and still playing with some fire shows they care. But certainly to not go just looking to hurt guys, looking just for fights all night, there there is a lot to be said about that. And this team has done a very good job of just doing what we can to stay out of the box and, and play a hard three periods. Coach, I'll have to ask you, the, the first game – of the season at home, the turnout was respectable, but it wasn't sizable. The last game, there was a huge crowd there. What do you think has made the fans fall in love with this team? Because you have a, a faithful following, and it's more than just the parents and, and uh, friends of the team. You had people there. I When I came into the... Uh, The Mac, the first two people I saw were my next door neighbors. They're hockey fans. They were there. And um, what what has been the uh, the attraction? What has bonded the fans to your team? Well, I think anybody can anybody comes to a game and sees what we're doing, and we're playing with a short bench the way we are, and the way these guys play all the way to the end of the game, very hard. No matter how dog tired they are, they still put it out there. And people buy into that. People see that determination. Um, you know, like I said, our first game, we had a bit of a crowd. And then it has just grown. Every game, every home game, we've had a bigger crowd. And I think just as the word has gotten out and people talk about how tough these boys are and what they're doing. People kind of get into that and come watch the underdog, watch them succeed, watch the success they do have. Um, Saturday night there against when Dusty scored that first goal, 
the crowd went crazy. And it was such a great sound how loud that building got. Um, and I've had people talk to me, you know, talk about the boys and the character and what we're building. Um, and it just, it's been positive all the way around. You know, I mean, you know, you talk about low lights, that first game in Weber State, when we get pumped like we did. I mean, we got beat 28 to nothing. And for everybody to bounce back from that. And our fans have seen us get pumped at home. And yet they still come out. And then these last, you know, our last four home games have all been good quality hockey games. And I think our fan base is just going to get bigger and bigger because you can't come out and watch these boy play these boys play and see this level of determination and just not be moved by that. You played some teams that obviously you'll play again next uh, season. I'll ask Christian first and then Dusty. Any rivalries that uh, stand out that have uh, <laughs> reached their inception point? Oh, man, there's a, a few different rivalries that we can talk about throughout the season. But I think if we had to pick a winner, it would definitely go to Utah Valley. Uh, the main reason behind that is we've played those guys four times and it's been good games every single time we've played them. We haven't come out on top uh, per se, but every single game that we have played has been a good hard fought game that always tends to get a little chippy. Um, so we, we kind of anticipate whenever we're about to play Utah Valley, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a hard fought game and we're going to have to leave it all out there on the ice, but it's nothing new to us. We've been doing it all season with every team we've played. So we just look at it as another, another domino in the line. Dusty, how about you? Um, Utah Valley is definitely going to be up there for the next couple of years. Um, who immediately comes to my mind are, you know, guys that I am, I'm really anxious to play again. I think about Utah state immediately. I mean, and maybe that goes back to, um, previous years for me, but I mean, I don't know. Playing Utah state's just so unique, especially to play them down there in Logan. Cause they pull a great crowd there. It's, it's a great place to play. Um, but you know, any competitor loves to win and I'll tell you what, winning in that barn is something special. Um, I don't know. I just think about how our games kind of went back and forth and the physical chippy nature that it got to be. And I don't know, games like that are exciting and I'm excited to see him again next season. I wonder what it's like to play in that barn, eh, Dusty? Oh boy. I'll tell you what. Any guy who plays for Idaho State who hasn't played in that barn really is missing out. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I bet. I bet whichever unlucky player has never played in that barn must really be quite upset. They probably would be sad because I'll tell you what. Like, there's nothing that could have kept me out of that barn that day, especially a concussion. Concussions cannot keep me out of that barn for nothing. I'll tell you what. Yeah, broken fingers either. You'll play through anything, right? I'll play through anything. I'll play hurt or injured, buddy. Like, are you hurt or are you injured? What's going on here? Like, that's the question. I'll play hurt or injured. Coach, I see you kind of looking up with a big smile like, where is this going? Go ahead. What, what are you thinking about? Well, what they're alluding to is, unfortunately, Christian, uh, our first game at Utah State, Christian had a concussion and didn't get to play. And then when we was back for the Mountain West tournament, Christian had a broken finger and didn't get to play. 
And so they're kind of just ribbing each other there a bit. But there's some truth in all that. That Utah State building, when it's full of fans, they're nasty. And, I mean, I've seen them just be – but, you know, these you feed on that. You feed on that negativity from a crowd when you're away, just like you feed off the positivity of your home crowd when you're home. And Utah Valley, I mean, like Christian says, that's gonna, that's developing into a rivalry already. But I also see Utah State because our last game against Utah State, they were so fed up with the fact that, you know, they had a, they had a good lead. And the boys were just playing hard. Three minutes left in the game, and there was so much action going on. They're like, just who are these guys? And they're like, yeah, they're not going to quit. They don't care. And then I saw another one that I see developing, and we get to play them two more times this year, is uh, U of I. Man, those guys. And I have to commend the boys on keeping their heads and not responding to all the crap that was going on in that game especially that last game. So that that's going to develop into a rival, rivalry as well. I was commenting with uh, Zane uh, Gardner that it appeared that the goalkeeper, because she was smaller than most of the other players, anytime anybody got near the crease and she made a play, these two huge towers would show up and the sticks would come up to the chest and uh, – I thought, wow, that's that's interesting, and they're not calling anything. <laughs> that's a true statement. Uh, they did have some big defensemen, and they were just allowed to whatever they had to do to clear out in front of her. They were letting them do it. I mean, props to that girl because she was a very good goaltender. But as you say, she was very well protected. Well, let me ask you now. The question is, what happens next year, and how are you preparing? I'll start with you, Coach. Well, the preparation for next year, and, you know, here we are. You, th you think that's a long ways away, but it's only seven months, and we're back on the ice. Our season opens September 13th and 14th against BSU at home. The big thing now is just getting bodies, getting players, getting quality players on the bench so that we have four lines going into next year. We're recruiting already. We've already signed two uh, kids that will graduate. Like I said, Dusty and I are headed to the the uh, Idaho State U18 tournament this weekend, and we'll be recruiting there, inviting players out to our camp. We have our prospect camp, March 29th and 30th, which will be held in Logan, Utah at Eccles Ice Arena, and we're inviting all the players we can out to that camp because we just want to fill this bench up. And then by the time we get through that process, by the time we've done all the high school recruiting, done our prospect camp, and then there's one more opportunity in June when we will go to the Las Vegas Showcase, which is an ACHA showcase, which is where players are coming to show their talent and all the schools show up there and see who they can pick up. And by the way, for anyone interested, if you go to the Idaho State Bengals website, not website, Facebook page, they have all the information where and how to sign up and phone numbers in case you have any questions, and actually the email as well. So we invite everyone who might be interested to make use of that information and sign up. As players, Dusty and Christian, how do you prepare? How, what, what is your job as team captains as you begin to recruit and bring new players in? For me, I, uh, 
on a personal level, I'm trying to keep myself as um, conditioned and up to par, basically, uh, to play at this level. And that way, uh, a lot of teams, well, I should back up, a lot of teams at this level, one of the very first things that they look at before skill or anything like that is, are you even in shape enough to play at this level? And so one thing I'm trying to hold myself accountable on is to keep myself in good shape, keep myself as conditioned as I can, uh, so I can continue to play at this level without having too many ramifications falling on upon myself. Um, and then I'm also trying to hold the boys accountable. So they'll come do this stuff with me too. So we can go do dry lands together, go out on a run, go to the gym, go roller skating and practice or whatever, just basically trying to build, uh, get our building blocks set in for next season so that way we can continue to build off of our first few steps and basically lay a path that we can then walk down at the end of next year's season well i think christian said what i wanted to say just in his last sentence you know next season the road for next season is paved today frankly i mean you know we're we're all jazzed up to have guys coming in to have some big signings you know everyone's pumped you know we 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 want to see that but the core is coming back and if we don't set that standard and maintain that culture with the core then you know it's it's e- really easy to 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 slide backwards and and to lose a lot of the progress that we've made this season and i think everybody would hate to see that so really, I think the most important thing for next season is to keep our guys focused and practice this season, uh, play our last couple of games as hard as we can, and and keep looking to how we can improve, keep working hard in practice, and and that's just immediately what comes to mind. Coach, you have four games, four games still remaining. When and where are these games going to be played? We have two games against Montana Tech. And we're going to Butte, Montana to play those games. And we have two games against the University of Idaho again. And we're going up to Moscow to play those guys two more times. Okay. And the dates of that is March 1st and 2nd, we go to Butte, play Montana Tech. And then March 22nd, 23rd, we go to University of Idaho. And then that will wrap up our season. What we want to do after the season is uh, complete we will have another roundtable and we'll have you coach invite all the coaches and it'd be nice if we can get most everyone involved. And one thing that I'd like to do, we may do it over a couple of hours, is open the the phone lines and the the, the system that we use to record so that fans and those who support you can join us and uh, make comments and make some observations and. I'm sure. Thank you for what has been a a wonderful season. So we have that to look forward to, and hopefully we'll be able to do that. Coach, will that be okay if we do that? Yeah, that'll be great. I mean, anything we can do to just get our name out there is awesome, and it would be great to hear from the fans. Um, Let the boys talk a little bit about what it's been like for them and prospective players to see, you know, what they'd be getting into. Um, that's why I, one thing for prospect camp, all our existing players go to prospect camp as well. Cause I want anybody coming into this team to be exposed to what these guys 
are and what the um, the environment is. And because if you want to come in and play hockey for Idaho State, you better be mentally tough and physically tough. Because that's kind of the that's kind of where the bar is at right now with this team. You know, you got guys playing through injury. Um, you know, Christian said he's come back from a concussion, playing with a broken finger. You know, Adam Ellis running the grinder in his leg. Adam Ellis separated his ribs in the first U of I game, played the second game. Players playing through injury and just being double tough. And that's kind of the expectation when you come in. Be prepared to be tough. Well, if there's one thing that no one can doubt about this team, this team is tough, more than tough, and no quit at any point in any game. And you should be proud of that. You've laid a foundation that is solid, is exciting, challenging, and shows no fear. And I'm sure that any team that joins you, any player that joins this team next year and beyond, will continue the foundation that you've laid for the ISU Bengals. So thank you for doing that, and thank you for joining us on this podcast. Well, you bet, George, and thank you for all you've done for us and exposure and getting the word out. My pleasure. For Crashing the Net on the Idaho Hockey Network, this is George Menna.